the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, congratulations if you just got engaged. That happens a lot over Christmas, and uh, you might get engaged this weekend on, you know, leading into New Year's Day. And if that applies to you, I want to tell you about a, a business that my wife, Whitney, runs. It's the Legacy on Possum Run. It is the premier wedding venue Ohioans are raving about from Cleveland to Columbus to Cincinnati. And when you go to thelegacyonpossumrun.com, you'll see the three beautifully unique spaces that comprise the venue. And you can book a tour. You can check pricing, check the calendar, and see if your special day is available. You might love it so much that you'll plan your special day around availability. I don't know. But then you can also sign up for the next open house uh, at the end of January. So make sure you get over to thelegacyonpossumrun.com. Your legacy begins here. All right, let's bring him right in. Uh, he is the author of A Wordsmith's Work. He's a former uh, deputy attorney general of the state of Ohio. He's an attorney, crisis communications expert. Uh, he is Mark R. Weaver. Welcome back, Mr. Weaver. How are you today, sir? Very well. I hope you, hope you and your listeners had a wonderful Christmas. We did. And by the way, I've got Bob Clegg here again. It's- hey, Mark. Again, one of my great friends, Bob. Bob is you, you. You will never get better insight on Ohio politics than Bob Clegg, and you'll never get better legal analysis than uh, from Mark Weaver. There we go, my <laughs> friend Bob. You know, Bob grew up in Toledo, but he's actually now Columbus guy at heart. Uh, I guess I don't. I don't like to think that, Mark, but that's okay. <laughs> Mark, he's sitting here in a Toledo Rockets pullover. Yeah, so, yes. I am. Yes. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, hey, their bowl the game's coming up. That's right. Yeah. You take you can take the boy out of Toledo, but you can't yep. take Toledo out of the boy. Yep. <laughs> Holy Toledo. Yeah, they've got Michigan colors. I, Michigan yeah, almost I know. That's the only bad thing. Uh, hey, since, since you are the legal expert, I know we, we want to talk about Michigan and the Supreme Court decision there and how that might be different from Colorado. But I want to float something up the flagpole uh, with you. And you don't have to answer it now if you don't want to, but maybe think about it for next time. Before we uh, we came to this segment, Bob and I were talking about the new proposed amendment in the state of Ohio. Uh, it's, you know, wordsmithed, uh, if I can borrow your word, secure and fair elections. Uh, and it's none of those things. But uh, it would one of the things it would propose is a ban on the removal of inactive voter registration records as required under current state and federal law. So I guess the question is, how can we have a constitutional amendment? that violates the federal law. I, I don't know. Is that something that would snag that proposed amendment, do you think? They should call this the let the dead people vote act. <laughs> That's, That's it. Normally, yeah. a state constitution can give more rights to citizens than the federal constitution. So, for example, we know the federal constitution says that you have a right to keep and bear arms. Well, Ohio's constitution is even more specific than that, giving more rights of people to defend themselves. 
So it is possible for a state constitution to be different than a federal constitution, but what, what it can't do is remove rights that are guaranteed under the U.S. Constitution. And certainly the right to free and fair elections is at the heart of our constitutional republic. And the notion that we can't remove people from the polls who either have moved or died um, troubles me. I, I recall years ago, when I was serving as a lawyer in 2004 in the very close election in Ohio involving um, George W. Bush and John Kerry, the Republican Party sent out a welcome to the rolls mailing to new registrants saying, hey, you're a voter. You just registered recently. You know, we hope you'll vote Republican. And the party put a return address on it and paid the extra to have it returned if it couldn't be delivered. Now, mind you, these are people who had registered in just the last few months. And there were tens of thousands of them came back on deliverable, many of which were addresses that didn't exist, many of which were made up names. I remember one case where the address was in the middle of the Ohio River. There was no such address. Uh, That's evidence, of course, that there are people who register to vote and aren't real people. And that's voter fraud. And so to the extent that this amendment would undermine our ability to weed out voter fraud, I think it's very dubious. I think it's dubious, too. Bob and I were, though, just uh, kvetching a little bit about how the press does not do its job. So, of course, it's not going to get fair and accurate coverage and Ohioans will be told over and over and over and over again that it, you know, it creates what is the phrase secure and fair elections. <laughs> and so I'm concerned it's going to do anything but that. That's right. Um, Mark, Michigan Supreme Court, big decision. Uh, we came out of the holiday weekend and, and here we are. What did they say and why did they say it? Some of your listeners may have only heard the headline that Michigan denied an attempt to remove Trump from the ballot. That part's true, but the case isn't necessarily over. What the Supreme Court of Michigan did was they agreed with a lower court that said it's not ripe yet. And ripeness is a legal term that means not ready to be decided, almost like a fruit is not ready to be eaten yet. It was not a substantive denial of the notion that somehow states can yank Donald Trump off the ballot simply because some Democrat officeholders don't want him on the ballot, which means we could see a revival, if you will, of this case in Michigan in the months to come when the majority Democrat court there, it's four to three Democrat, decides that, quote unquote, the time is now ripe to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. Do you expect that to be the case? Well, I do know this. Um, I know that Democrat activists, the far left of the party, are really pushing hard to have uh, blue states and purple states remove Donald Trump from the ballot because they're afraid of him winning if, if everyone gets to vote. I am hopeful that four justices of the U.S. Supreme Court will grant what's called a writ of certiorari, that is an agreement to hear this case, and then five or more justices will overturn Colorado's very perverse view of Section 3 of uh, the 14th Amendment. And if that happens, it doesn't matter what happens in any of the states because the Supreme Court of the U.S. will have decided. But make no mistake, as we speak right now, there are multiple efforts around the country to have states remove Donald Trump from the ballot because some people are afraid he will be reelected. So what I think I just heard was if, and it is, this this Colorado decision is going to go 
to the Supreme Court. And I've heard that it might be nine to nothing. It might be seven to two. But most you know, legal experts believe that the Supreme Court will say, no, you can't do that. Um, but the move is afoot around the entire country. Is, is it a little bit weird to you, Mark, that the party and the movement that says they are all about democracy doesn't want Americans to choose uh, who, who might be the next president? They, 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 they know better. They want to choose for you. Is that weird to you? It is weird, and there's something even more devious afoot. So, of course, it's ridiculous to say we want democracy, but you can't vote. Now, of course, we're not a direct democracy. We're a representative democracy, also known as a republic. But certainly we get the right to choose our elected office holders. So we're democratic in that respect. But what's more devious is this. By having these rulings out there, it's bringing the courts into what ought to be decision of the people. And if Let's say the Supreme Court does strike down Colorado and then Donald Trump is reelected. The left will say that he was an insurrectionist who Republicans, a Republican led U.S. Supreme Court forced onto the ballot, even though the Constitution said he shouldn't be on there. Now, if the court is 9 0, it would be harder for Democrats to say that because if you get the very far left Justice Jackson, or Kagan, or Sotomayor onto this decision, then it's harder to say that this was somehow a Republican plot. But if it's a divided court, if it's 6-3 or 5-4, you could see that being used to, to undermine and discredit Donald Trump the way some people tried to undermine George W. Bush after yep, the U.S. Yep. Supreme Court ruled in Florida. Yep, the hanging chads. I remember that. I, I mean, I, I can imagine that Justice Jackson might have a hard time. She can't define woman. So I don't even know if she can understand the parameters of the Constitution. But that's another one for another day. Uh, he is Mark R. Weaver. He is author of A Wordsmith's Work, and he's a friend of the show. Uh, have a blessed rest of the week, Mr. Weaver, and uh, a happy new year. Thank you, Jack. Good to talk to you, Bob. My best to Colleen. All right. Stay tuned. More on the other side of the break. Again, if you were a fly on the wall, we just solved about three world problems. Uh, here with <laughs> Bob Clegg, Midwest uh, Communications and Media founder, and as uh, former Deputy Attorney General of the State of Ohio, Mark R. Weaver calls him, the guy who knows more about Ohio politics than anyone. And I agree with that. Uh, so let's talk about some Ohio political stuff. Okay. Governor DeWine said again. Yeah. I will call a press conference when I make a decision on House Bill 68. House Bill 68, just as a reminder to our listeners, has the SAFE Act, which prohibits the prescription of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries that lop off body parts in minors. It also prohibits men from competing against women in women's sports and out of their locker rooms. The Senate and House passed it with a a veto-proof majority. doesn't mean, by the way, if DeWine vetoes it, that it's automatically entered into law, it would have to be voted on again in both chambers. Um, Deadlines tomorrow on this. It's 10 days, 10 days of inactivity. It automatically becomes law. Uh, What do you think, Bob Clegg? What's Um, Governor Mike DeWine going to do here? I I don't know. At at first, I thought 
Well, maybe he's going to just let this become law without his signature, which is an option. Okay. Yep. Um, I was told by someone who may or may not know anything that now he doesn't like to do that. He likes to really, you know, make a decision on things like this and will either decide to sign it or not. Um, you know, if he really has strong beliefs that this is somehow a bad thing, um, he doesn't have to worry about the political ramifications anymore. That's right. So, I mean, this puts it in a whole different category. I, I think if this bill had gone to him uh, two years ago, uh, I think he would have signed it automatically without all of this time. Because, I mean, he would have known that if he didn't sign it or vetoed it, uh, he would have a primary opponent of some kind. That's right. But doesn't have to worry about that anymore. So he can um, veto it with the uh, with the idea that it's going to become law anyways because they're going to overwrite his veto. You believe that? I don't know that they'll have the votes. I think he has enough power, enough lobbyists to pick one or two people off. Well, you got – People that have to run again, unlike, <laughs> unlike him. Okay. So it's going to be a little more difficult for him to, to flip people. And how badly does he want to stop this? That's the other thing. Uh, if, he's, if he's got a strong belief against it, yeah, maybe he'll try to expend some energy to f- flip some people. But if he's going to veto it because he just believes, I don't want to you know, put my name on something like that, then he may not even try to flip anybody so a couple thoughts on that is is he killing john Husted's political future because i mean he 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 by the way mike dewine tanked during covid if the primary had been sooner he would have lost and in fact if joe blystone and uh jim renacy hadn't both run dewine probably would have lost that's my belief could be wrong uh but you know john Husted, in some sense had to kind of unhitch his wagon a little bit then I don't know that this plays very well with well, maybe Republican this, voters. Maybe this is the time he unhitches because he has every ability, John Husted, to, if the governor vetoes this, to come out with a statement saying, you know what, love Mike DeWine, but I disagree with him on this. I mean, he has every ability to do that. And if if he really is serious about running for governor in 2026, he better do that. Is Mike DeWine dumb or is he captured? Because, and I'm gonna, and I'll give you some ammunition here. Uh, Sweden stopped doing this stuff. They did it for 30 years because it was harming kids. Yeah. Uh, the, the lie that kids are going to be more suicidal if they don't take yeah. drugs that are against their biology and cut off body parts is a lie. They're 19 times more likely to commit suicide. Um, this is funded by companies like Pfizer and Gilead and 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 industry groups. The push for this activism is tied directly to their funding. You can see the increase in – so I call it social contagion, more people claiming that they're this because they're going to make money. Is Mike DeWine that dumb as governor? I mean I connected the dots. I'm not a smart guy. Or is he captured by the medical industrial complex? Well, I mean I think it's one of those things. Believe it or not, I don't think he had a lot of information about this subject matter. I, I don't think it's something – well, number one, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a subject matter that has become trendy 
fairly recently. I mean, Mike DeWine's been in politics for almost 50 years now. Uh, he has not had to deal with transgender issues in any way, shape, or form until the last couple years. So I do believe part of this taking the time is his figuring out what the hell is going on here. Because I don't think he really does know. Uh, I mean, I don't, I would guess he doesn't even know a single transgender person, period, Yeah, ever in his life. So I do think part of it is him, and I'm not saying he's going to veto it. I mean, he could very well end up signing it. But uh, I do think part of this time lag that we've had uh, is that he just doesn't know a whole hell of a lot about um, uh, transgenderism, and, period. And, it, and, it's a, and it's a win in some respect because it shows thoughtfulness. He's going to come out and say, look, I, I really mulled over this. And boom. We'll yeah. find out. We have 24 hours. I, I think it would be the biggest blunder in, in, in his political history. But once again, it doesn't, you know, he's at the end of that political history. So speaking at, at being at the end of, of something, we've got about two minutes here and I'm going to quickly play a clip and I want you to weigh in on this. Um, this is someone by the name of Catherine Herridge. I played this yesterday, but I want to play it for you, Bob. Yeah. She was on uh, Face the Nation Sunday and here's what she said. 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, there are a number of cons, uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. So about 45 seconds. Yes. What do you make of that? Well, I think she is talking about something that very well could happen in our country this coming year. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of bad players out there in the world, and they're looking at our country right now, and our country looks very, very weak. And I think uh, any one of them could try to take advantage of that. And in their minds, this will be the perfect time, especially if – you know, they view that Donald Trump may be coming back into office. Uh, if they're if they're going to try to destabilize our country, they got to do it now, not a year and a half from now, but now. Isn't it always interesting? In 2020, it was COVID and, and, and the BLM riots. And in 2024, it's going to be something else. This is modern day political advertising. But you know what, Jack? I don't think that's going to change the tra- trajectory of our election. I don't really don't. So? No, I don't think you're going to see that rallying around that usually happens in those kinds of events. You think that the the progressives in both parties have just cried wolf one too many times? Oh, yeah, of course. He's Bob Clegg, Midwest Communications and Media, friend of the show. We're blessed to have him today. Bob, thanks for stopping by. My pleasure, Jack. All right. Hey, stay tuned. Up next, Lad Dilgard is going to weigh in on everything from the Browns to the economy. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.